Voxbus. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome everybody to this episode of Building Trust in Relationships. Trust is a must. I'm actually recording this on the morning of my birthday, my 56th birthday on July 1st. And I'm recording it because it's a wonderful subject to talk about. And I'm recording it on my birthday because I got a deadline today. <laughs> I got to get one out today. So, yeah, I'm lucky. Waking up to some beautiful, heartfelt birthday messages from my family in Europe, from my son, Xander, and his girlfriend, Emma, and my wife, Rainbow, that's coming home tomorrow. And uh, it was just deeply and beautiful how they expressed themselves of their love towards me and wishing me a, a beautiful, nurturing day. And I just thought about those messages. It's the foundation of trust. You know, I can trust them to see me and to send love and give love consistently. It's so important in relationships, the consistent aspect of showing trust in a relationship. And it comes out in many different ways. And for me, um, one of the ways is remembering important days for people's lives and really celebrate them. I know many people out there and I have clients that when an important day is missed, whether that's a birthday, whether it's an anniversary, whether it's a uh, anniversary of a, a death day of somebody in their lives, many significant days that if we don't acknowledge them, with love and care and nurturing about the person and celebration, and that person doesn't feel seen. And there's a loss of trust because the reliability of expressing love uh, is not there. So I think that's a big one. Ooh, I like that sentence, reliability of love, being reliable in it, expressing it, and also receiving the, the love that's given to you. So trust is absolutely foundational in relationships, all kinds of relationships. And uh, so what I'm going to be talking about sometimes of just partnerships, but it goes across the board, you know, because it takes many forms. You know, like I said, trust is one of the most crucial building blocks of becoming emotional, intimate and deeply close with someone. Uh, it's a must for any healthy and close relationship. And for marriage or partnerships, I think one of the forms that trust shows up is around fidelity. That's just one. And I'm actually going to do a whole focus podcast on rebuilding trust after an affair. Because 
infidelity again is is such a painful betrayal uh, in a relationship that uh, I'm seeing it more and more. Sure, it's it's there for also growth and transformation, but there's a lot of pain in it. So many people really feel that fidelity is a foundational, could be the foundational aspect of a relationship that we can trust our partners will be exclusive to us sexually if the monogamous relationship is agreed upon. And so betrayal comes and takes away trust, and it's really challenging to rebuild that. We'll talk about that a little bit and also in a later podcast, like I said. But I think that there is so many other aspects in especially partnerships that overlap again to other relationships that are forms of trust, respect, you know, having respect for each other builds trust in a relationship. When you're talking to somebody that you really care about, you're talking to them with love and not just flippantly with anger and, and uh, like you would not show love. We reserve a lot of times some of the best parts of ourselves to other people in our lives, to work, to even somebody just in a store that is the cashier. We're even kinder at times than to some people that we deeply love. We get lazy and we lash out and we let some of the unconscious, um, not focused parts out on other people. So... I think that that's a big aspect of trust. Trust that I'm going to come to you with more love and consideration and kindness and respect. You know, and that is something that I'm really experiencing more and more on the receiving end with my son. I feel so loved how he expresses himself with me with just respect in a loving way and kind way and uh, not taking um, a lot of his frustrations out on me or just even not giving me his attention. And all the times that we have corresponded over these last many years. So being able to to talk about trust, I really have him in mind. So I'm really feeling you, my son. Six more days I get to see you and get to touch you and feel you and see your face so this trust I just want to thank you for the trust that we've been building in our relationship and continue to build and I think folks saying that to your loved ones um, builds trust you know letting them know that uh, you're so appreciative of the efforts and the things that they do showing love and taking the time and focus to do some good things for us. We need to acknowledge that because that builds trust in the relationship. It's a part of the reliability, consistency of love. You know, when I'm thinking about my son, even little acts of trust, I mean, there are times, I know as a, a teenager, even as a young adult, you know, if I would give him some money for something that he would, you know, estimate a cost for, if it didn't hit the cost, he always gave the money back to me, you know, whatever I was owed. And 
man, like I said, I don't know if I was, I don't think I was doing that as a teenager. <laughs> man, I think I was copping some of it from my dad because I know that he was just giving me some love and I took advantage of a little bit of that love. Sometimes just, uh, yeah, it wasn't as honest. And that's another part of trust, of course, right? Is honesty. It shows up, you know, infidelity or fidelity also shows up financially. Just like I said, my son was showing me some financial fidelity in the, in that way. Kept the trust. And I know that I have a history of not having some great financial fidelity sometimes with my wife. Not It's not severe, but it's still part of it. Like, I don't know why there's times like I'll buy something and I won't tell her the real cost. You know, a lot of times, honey, I do get it on sale. I do. <laughs> but there's times in the past that I told you I haven't got it or that I did get it on sale and I didn't. And I didn't want you to know that I spent the extra 20 bucks. And I don't get that because it's like my money that I work for. <laughs> but I, I guess I have some of that in my history about uh, spending some money and being judged for it. So I'm working on it. Uh, I'm working on it. So another big part of trust and relationships, and you heard this, it's a great cliche. Do what you mean and do what you say. Yeah, that's a big one because, oh man, many of my clients and many couples that I see, that's a huge one that's not happening in the relationship and causing discord. And you know that when that happens, when uh, one of us says something that we are going to do, but we don't do it. Even as simple as, of course, timing, saying what time you're going to come home and do not meet that time. Uh, that's an aspect of trust, you know. It's consideration if you're not going to be on time. And like I said in other podcasts, that's one of the things that was my big holding and pet peeve with my wife around her not being on time, being late. And when she started to really understand it and get it, trust started to build in that area of our relationship. And still there's a little bit of times when she'll text me coming up from town. We're about 30 minutes up the mountain. She says, coming up the mountain. And I'm thinking 30 minutes and like an hour and a half may go by. And I'm, that's not cool, man. <laughs> so I end up calling, texting. And, and she's, uh, you know, she said that she stopped by and got some groceries or did this or did that. And man, I need to know that, right? That's an aspect of trust, though. Just the consideration if you're going to be late. I don't know. That's what I do. And I think that it builds trust. I do it with other people. And when people have done that to me, it feels good. It feels trusting. It's not about control. It's not about I need to know where you are and everything that you do. It's about you said that you were going to be at a certain time. And I'm concerned that... Uh, Something is not going well for you um, because you're not here at this time. So it's more about that. So it's kind of like, you know, helping in the trust of not creating excess pain or worry in the other person when it comes to that. But then there's, you know, a lot of the other things about what you do, what you mean and do what you say, whether it's even like paying bills on time, if you're telling people and your partner that you're paying the bills and you're not, you know, doing things that can cause some real chaos or suffering in, in somebody's life because you're not following through. 
So it's really a couple of things. It's working on following through and, and being reliable. But it's also about talking about when you're not, when you're not able to do what you said in good time to give the person a heads up and not just deal with it later and the consequences of not saying anything. And again, when I see couples talk about taking away of trust with not doing what people say, there's pain and there's also some contempt and there's a certain distance that they can't just relax in. Yeah, I think that's the feeling I know in my relationship. I can really relax into it uh, with trust. Relaxing into it. (laughs) I'm kind of caught into that, but that's what it feels like, right? Relaxing into relationships that you can trust, and it's wonderful to, to feel that. You know, something comes to mind uh, for me when I was reflecting this morning a little bit about my life being at my birthday and I was going back to when our son was born and my wife was very adamant about the months up to him uh, being born that she really taught me how to cook and cook well for her very nutritional and at the time she was macrobiotic and so teaching me to cook that way And she had a seriousness about it that she wanted to make sure that she could trust me and rely on me when she needed it, when she needed that kind of nourishment to give to our son and to have the energy. So I took it seriously and really learned how to cook and in her particular ways. And I remember, you know, one day, and I think it was the first or second day that that he was born and I'm... I made this kind of porridge just right for her. <laughs> the sweet rice porridge, a mochi type porridge for her. And the look on her face, she relaxed into this trusting of me that uh, she could rely on me and trust me to take care of her. So that just came in to my mind's eye about uh, the aspect of relaxing in. Because I know it doesn't feel relaxing when that trust of the reliability is taken away. Many years ago, I had a friend that I hadn't seen in a while, and uh, some of his reliability was kind of uh, tenuous with me. And he wanted to meet with me and, and have lunch and really kind of talk about it. So um, I was waiting at the restaurant, waiting at the restaurant, and waiting another 30 minutes, and then an hour, and. 45 minutes and then then I left and yeah that was really building up inside me of uh, the frustration and of course the anger and trying to let that go and then he called me I think was later on that day or the next day and said that he was processing uh, really intently with his girlfriend that he just broke up with and lost track of the time and I get that I get life gets in the way of that, but there was something about doing what you say and say what you're going to do with consideration of letting me know ahead of time that he wasn't going to make it, you know, tracking also me. But I guess he was just too focused in, in his own drama, and that happens sometimes. But that took away some trust for me, and it took uh, many, many months for me to want to have lunch again <laughs> with him because I put aside that time. So, you know. I think I talk about it with that last podcast around grudges, being my moon is in Scorpio, holding a little bit of those grudges and having to let go and to real 
rebuild trust is a real challenge for me at times. So that's something that I know that I want to continue to do is how to open up to trusting people more and more. But at the same time, of course, keeping my boundaries, keeping the sense of myself intact. And I think that's so important for us to think about is sure we can really open up to people and trust, but also when that trust is taken away, we need to have our boundaries and to be able to take care of ourselves and say no at times or put down um, more boundaries, sometimes uh, more conditions around how we want to be treated uh, that also will build trust. Growing up, I had a really challenging uh, stepbrother. He took away trust from all of his family at times, and yeah, I didn't trust him. But I was giving him chances. I wish I had better boundaries when I was when I was younger. Man, I really wish I had better boundaries around this one. So he he's a he's a car buff and he had mechanic shops and everything, so he knew a lot about cars and not me. I did not know about cars. Only how to drive them, how to look good in them. So I had this nineteen seventy five MGB and uh this was in I think 1983, I was a sophomore in college driving with this convertible MGB, man. So some years later, I ended up getting a corporate job and a company car. So I really wasn't driving my MGB around so much. As a matter of fact, there was a time I wanted to get a motorcycle. So I was focused on that. I had him sell my MGB, man. <laughs> I regret that. I wish I still had it. But he told me he got $1,500 for it. And man, I know it was in a really good condition. And I know he got more money than that. I really do. I don't know for a fact, fact, but I feel it inside my bones. And I didn't have good boundaries and uh, really questioned him on that or have good boundaries and have somebody else that I trusted take care of something that would be important to me. So I know how my body constantly felt around him. It was tight. It was protective because I, I didn't trust him. And uh, really different than that relaxed part that I talked about earlier. You know, it really feels good in our family that we feel really relaxed with our possessions with each other. My son doesn't expect me to, to knock before I come in his room, even though I do. He always tells me I don't have to and but there's a difference, I think, be between privacy and, and secrecy. You know, secrecy is when we're holding some some things for some people out of also some shame, and we don't want them to know. Privacy is is respecting our own sense of safety in some way. I know a lot of people have difficulties around having their privacy honored and respected. For instance, phones, you know not checking somebody else's phone and be a busybody and look into it. And I know that people do that after an affair and to build trust. But again, we'll talk about that in another podcast. But there is that part of, uh, you know, feeling relaxed around that somebody's not going to be snooping. There's difference between feeling relaxed of somebody around your things, but snooping, that doesn't build trust at all. Another thing I think people can relate to, like when you're borrowing and you lend something out, can you trust that person is going to bring it back in good condition and take care of it? That's a big one. 
when it comes to material things. I know for me, that's uh, that's one that I can trust somebody to bring it back and take care of the stuff that I give them for lending. And again, shout out to my boy. You're so good at that, man. How you're open to share and you take care of things well. So I appreciate it. And I see that you do that with your friends. Hey, everybody. Yes, yeah, sometimes I am going to talk directly to my son because he's still far away from me and he gets to listen to me every week in the Netherlands. And uh, I'm definitely going to do that. And it's my birthday, so I get to do it anyway. <laughs> so another thing that I love uh, for me that builds trust is when when I'm getting bids of connection. I've talked about that in another podcast about just uh, the bid to connect, to reach over in a touch or in a look or to talk about something that might be interesting or share those bids of connection create greater amounts of trust that you're important to that person in some way that you feel worthy to for that connection because all of you know walking around a house not connecting with the people in the house not connecting with your partner your kids boy that feels lonely right and it feels so distant and it takes away trust because if you're not more in the realm of that kind of connection, of a loving and kind connection, then at times when it does come, you might not trust it because you think it might be manipulative or somebody's going to want to take advantage of you in some way. And also your body has been holding that tense. It's constricting. It's hard to all of a sudden relax it when you haven't been exposed to more and more connection. And a huge part of all of this is that you got to trust yourself to be able to do all these things, right? To be reliable, to be consistent. Sure, we make mistakes and it's okay to have that self-compassion. Of course, not going to shame. But when we feel that we're a trusting person, that we're trustworthy, we act more accordingly to that because that just builds who we are and it's in line with our integrity and our character. And that part where I love to say of like trusting our life's path, when you trust your life path more, the way that you go about your decisions are going to be also, I believe, more integral but you'll have the confidence to keep making decisions that serve you more and that you will have more confidence in also how you relate to people in your life. I love the part of me that trusts myself to make connection, to repair conflict. Um, that's so important to me and connection is so important to me and being known and genuine um, an authenticity in my relationships that I trust that I'm going to move towards that more and more and more, make decisions to that, to pick up the phone and talk to that person, to talk with them directly, to make an arrangements, to not let things go by that's creating the lack of trust in a relationship. It feels wonderful, as we all know, when our relationships are moving more and more and more in the realm of trust. And in some realm, that's a part of trusting in our life's path is that 
we have to have more overall trust than we do fear. And there's a lot of challenges to trust, to be out in the world, the things that can happen in the chaos and the, and the violence and the challenges. But also, there's many, 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 many beautiful encounters and people to rendezvous with experiences of beautiful connections of trust. So I choose to focus on more of that, that that's going to be more of my experience of trust in those encounters and also to trust people. Hey, I'm from Detroit. I, get, I have a vibe. I have a vibe radar, you know, of trust and non-trust. And I think it's pretty good most of the time. But I definitely want to open up to trusting people and trusting the environment that I'm in and recognizing when it's not trustworthy. I don't have to jump too fast to think about that a situation is going to be bad before I even vibe it out. And I know when we have experiences uh, that take away trust, that it's really hard to feel and rebuild that. But, you know, what does it come down to? What, what, what other choice do we really have than wanting to live a life of feeling more and more trust. So I know for me, I don't want to be a person that closes up and doesn't trust people and doesn't trust my life and doesn't trust the world. I want to be a person that is the opposite, that trusts that more. And again, have confidence and trust in myself that I can put up my boundaries. It's very clear. There's a big difference of opening up to naivety of trust as opposed to also clarity of trust. You know, I think that in some way I have a a wonderful advantage every day of being a therapist. People trust me, you know, and they're putting their trust in me. The things that they disclose, the challenges, trusting that I will help them in some way, you know, around, of course, confidentiality. And uh, people are talking about intimate details of their life and I want to make sure that I'm protecting and not harming so you know it's a big thing when power is abused trust is broken so important to me to create an environment for people to feel trusting of me so that they can feel relaxed and seen and uh, trust that I have their best interest at heart And one part of that is being able to really communicate that openness of allowing somebody to be seen and heard. And so communication plays a huge part, I think, in building trust and relationships, you know, really getting good at really listening deeply, being interested of the other person, validating and acknowledging their experience and their feelings. They'll feel trusting in that realm of you. When we're defensive and when we're explaining all the time, instead of validating acknowledging, that takes away trust. That's a habit that people are constantly in. So when you're breaking some of the old dysfunctional communication patterns, you will build more trust in your relationship. Your partner will see that you are attempting to do something different. And that can build trust, just the effort to know that you're doing something different. But the real trust is going to be when the action is, when you're actually working on and practicing different ways of communicating that's more loving, kind, and respecting. 
when we do that and show the other person those experiences, that's where trust is also built. So in some sense, trust is a verb. When you are involved in a relationship and you say you trust that person, it is more than a noun. It's not just a thing you extend to a person like a gift. It is followed with behaviors. It's the things that you do and the things that you don't do. So it is a verb. Just like love is a verb, right? It's an, it's an action. It's in our behaviors. So that's where trust is more known is when people experience it. It's grounded in the experience, not just in the words. So in my relationship with my wife, um, I will say that you know, the feeding of our appreciations throughout the years has definitely been one of the biggest components to the trust in our relationship. You know, when we express constantly how we see each other and what we appreciate about each other in a positive light, it builds the trust in the relationship to be seen, being validated, to be known. And then some of the, again, little slippages and the growth things that we do as human beings, we're able to see those more and understand those more because of the huge feeding of most of the time we feel trusting in each other. What I mean by trusting is being there, reliable, paying attention. Yeah, especially paying attention, right? Being present. When you're being present with somebody, you really trust them. So, of course, there's times in a relationship that you're not present with somebody. And as you all know, that that you don't feel trusting in those moments. So that's a great focus to have is to step up more in presence and pay attention and give that person your focused attention and presence. That will build trust. And I just want to say that I just am so grateful for my wife, my wife, Ivana Rainbow, how she, uh, I'm going to speak to you directly, honey, because you're going to be listening, how you show just such deep kindness. And when you're, of course, doing it to me, it is so wonderfully felt. But when I also witness it and see you do it with other people and your acts of kindness and the attention that you give to them in kindness, it builds a trust in me of who you are and that I can also trust your kindness, that it is so genuine and it's inspiring. So in some way, my trust is also fed and built by being inspired by you. Uh, that's a trusting aspect, I think, in, in relationships when our partners really inspire us to be better people. We build trust to that person that, uh, yeah, they're really helping us out in life and that they're inspirational models to us. And that's a beautiful way to create trust in your relationship. So, of course, trust is such a fundamental aspect of a friendship. And if you don't trust your friends, really not trusting your friends, get other friends. I'm serious. You don't deserve that. And, and if you're not that kind of friend, change. I mean, <laughs> I know that's kind of direct, but boy, trust is 
is so fundamental to that. And friendships are so wonderful to have. Um, they're so supportive in our lives. So create more trust in your friendship and feed that. So you might have to put up some boundaries in your friendships of talking and communicating and telling this person about the loss of trust and what they can do to rebuild it. And if they don't, then I think it's more beneficial for your health to move on and find other friendships that uh, support and nurture you. And I know that's hard because some of the friendships are long and complicated, but you got to think of if you're spending more time in non-trust than trust, you have to make a choice, right? Because I uh, remember that 80s song with, uh, who was it? It was uh, Elton John and Stevie Wonder and Dionne Warwick and uh, Gladys Knight. Yeah, it was called That's What Friends Are For. Keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you can always count on me, for sure. That's what friends are for. In good times and bad times, I'll be on your side forevermore. That's what friends are for. Yeah, right? That's what friends are for. And the lyric didn't say trust, but that's definitely in there. So, my friends, because I feel you are my friends out there, thanks for listening. I hope you have a wonderful journey of bringing more and more trust into your lives. So, everybody, thanks for spending the time and listening. Make yourselves a beautiful day. Relationships. Let's talk about it is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC, of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is produced by Auxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today faster and easier. Try it for free at auxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Auxbus. Thank you.